The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Time Masters, the unofficial DC's Legends of Tomorrow internet radio show, exclusively on PoppyChuloRadio.com. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 16, 2016, and I am your host, Brittany. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit CW series casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Ashley Michelle. Hey guys. Jazz. Hi everybody. Michael. What's up, people? And Professor X. Hello. Alright, let's jump into our recap of Season 1, Episode 15 which was titled Destiny, and which aired on Thursday, May 12, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Mick is taken to be reconditioned back into Kronos, while Kendra and Carter are turned over to Savage as he returns to 2166. Saren Snart, who evaded capture, make plans to rescue the team with the help of Gideon. Rip learns that the Time Masters help Savage because an alien race will attack Earth in 2175 and only Savage is able to unite the world and stop them. It's also revealed that the Oculus, which the Time Masters use to manipulate Rip and his team to help facilitate Savage's rise to power, include the murder of Rip's family. Snar and Sarah disable the other time ships and rescue the others. In order to reclaim their destinies, the team decides to destroy the Oculus. Jefferson returns into the time ship, the jump ship, and takes out the soldiers. Snar sacrifices himself to ensure Oculus's destruction. Mourning the loss of their comrade, the team plans to go after Savage. Alright guys. We got a lot to talk about here because this is basically part one of the finale. And uh, I have to say this ending was a bunch of crap. But. Oh. But. But. I think. Uh, I think we're good. We'll discuss theories. But uh, overall, I have to say this is probably one of the best episodes of the season. I think I, I feel like I keep saying that it doesn't it doesn't top my favorite, but I think it was really good i mean we talked about this that they were gonna pick up speed towards the last couple episodes and uh we had a a slow one last week but this one just it brought it all back the stakes were high we found out a lot of stuff a lot of twists so um what'd you guys think because sometimes we all don't agree and sometimes we do and i hope uh we'll see professor x i'm asking you first what'd you think uh, you know, I, I agree with you that I thought last week's was kind of weak, but this week I thought they uh, they really got their feet back under them. 
I thought it dealt with uh, some of the you know larger arcs and mythology as well, and uh, and gave us some good character development. Uh, yeah, it was really solid. Uh, just yeah, and it really set up nicely for uh, for the final episode. So yeah, I, I was, you know quite uh, pleased with it. Yay! Is this on? Is this on the path of like maybe season two, or did or you're kind of like mm, I don't know. Let's well, I finale. think so because I, I mean, back like a month ago when I was talking about, it, I was saying that what I was hoping was that they would end by killing um, uh, Vandal Savage and in the process, the Time Masters would be destroyed somehow, and that would be you know part of the arc of season two was dealing with a a Time Master free world. And it kind of looks like they're setting that up, although there's probably going to be enough Time Masters still out there to screw things up for Rip. So uh, no, so I, I think that you know uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. It'll be interesting to see. Assuming they do deal with Savage next week, what they do without, you know, a uh, a big bad that they have to deal with every week. If it's more of an arching, you know, fighting the remnants of the Time Masters or Time Pirates or what have you, um, I think it'll be a more satisfying show. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, they gave us a hint to what season two could be about if, uh, if that's even going to happen. Because I thought that was pretty interesting about the aliens. The Thanagarians, I think. Indeed, yeah. So that was just like, ooh, okay. Alright, how do how do we boost it up from an immortal? Let's let's go to aliens. Alright, so uh Michael, what'd you think of this episode? Oh, I thought it was badass. I liked it. It actually had me on the edge of my seat. It actually had me intrigued. I wanted to legitimately know more, continue on. I love the whole Jefferson coming back as Firestorm, which I figured he would. But that, that was pretty cool. I like the whole in and out with the present 2016 going to the future and finally setting up of what's going to happen and i finally felt like them getting rid of the time masters it gave them more of a a blank palette for the future and i feel and granted i'm a little bit cheating because i've been reading reviews and what's going to go on for season two i kind of like the fact that they purposely destroyed the time masters to not have them as such a big part of it in the upcoming seasons as it, as it would be if they were still there so i like that part overall but a great, great setup i just hope that the season finale lives up no i agree with you i think uh it looks exciting for season About two but, <laughs> but um i don't know uh well not not that i don't know but like how you huge repercussions and not because the time has something pretty stupid like help you know getting help from savage but um I feel like destroying them is probably gonna have it's gonna have there's gonna be a fallout in the next season where there's gonna be like probably chaos in the timeline or something because they don't have time masters to keep the peace. So and that's a bold prediction, but that's what I think. Um, all right, Jess, what did you think of this episode? I did really like it, and I think that the dramatic thing that happens, I don't think yeah. it's gonna be permanent, and I think we're gonna. Yeah. See that character around in future. Who are you talking about? <laughs> there was no dramatic scene that I was not crying about. <laughs> you the cried? Tables no. have turned. You're the <laughs> one crying now, Brittany. Well, I was I know. Crying. I thought she had no heart. Wow. Legends of Tomorrow made Brittany cry. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys know that the reason I mostly watched this show was... Uh, because of because of him so um yeah you can imagine how, how pissed i was but uh what about you ash did you cry with me were you sad with me or did you feel nothing 
course I was crying. <laughs> I I love this episode because it's been a long time since Legends of Tomorrow has surprised was me. To see it this week was nice change because I felt like they stepped up their game. Yep. I agree. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the plot this episode had me on the edge of my seat. I, It's been a long time since I had to like stop everything else I was doing, turn my phone off, and just watch an episode. Like I, I couldn't focus on anything else. I couldn't even like text someone back while I was watching the episode. Like I had to pause it, text, and go back. It had me so entranced. I was, I'm in love with it. I, I love that a TV show had done that to me. Damn, Ash has people that talk to her while she watches shows, and I'm here like... It was my have, mother. <laughs> have, I haven't had a phone call in like three days, like damn. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I guess we can all agree that this episode is really fucking good, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna assume we all have high expectations for the finale. Like, not unrealistic, but good, like, to keep us wanting to come back since we already want to. Give us that little bit, you know, give us a taste of that, 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 I don't know. I don't know what you guys like. I don't know if you guys like desserts or something. I like cheesecake. Give me a little piece of that cheesecake so that we can come back. But I don't know. Snart's the reason I watch this, sh this show. And if he doesn't somehow come back, I'm going to be like, mm, I don't D know. Don't worry. I'll help you guys in the spoiler section after the, at the end of this. Okay, now I don't even want to do the, uh, the the review. I just want to go straight to spoilers. So You're spoiling know. the spoilers, man. That, yeah. That's meta. <laughs> I don't know. Can we do that? Is that allowed? Well, no. Or no, let's wait. Talk about the episode and get to the end, and then if you want to jump in when I say my spoilers, go ahead. Yeah. We'll call that a spoiler tease. I know, right? Yeah. Well, maybe my faith will be restored by the time we're done talking, because we can all uh, put in some good stuff. So. Before we get into a thorough recap, though, here's a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCRTimemasters. Uh, you can follow the station on, uh, on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. And search for Time Masters through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Alright guys. So the first thing I want to talk about is... Um, Basically the Oculus, because I feel like that kind of, like, is what, it's what keeps the stakes high in this episode. It just, like, it's, it's what everyone is basing their, uh, their actions on, you know, whether directly or indirectly, because they were questioning it, right? They were like, I, I love Mick's, uh, Mick's thing where he hits Ray and he's all like, so do the Time Masters want me to do that? <laughs> I was laughing. And I, <laughs> I think the thing with the, that they were trying to understand is that, the actions they do, not every action, not like what they choose. I, okay, I can't, I, I can't explain this correctly, but I think we all understand what 
what they meant by what the Time Masters wanted them to do. So what we find out, which is that guy, that really disturbing guy, I don't even know his name, the, the that Time Master that's always with Rip, but he shows Rip the Oculus and that basically the twist, um, they've been working with Savage and everything that Rip's been doing has been according to plan. And even, even to boost him to do it, which was uh, to kill his family. Because he needed a reason to go back in time and start all this stuff. And I think we talked about this. And I'm pretty sure, Professor X, you were probably somebody that said it. Or, or the one that said it. That what if uh, this was all part of the Time Master's plan. Or that the Time Masters were involved. And that pro- more than likely, what Rip's been doing was probably basically the entire series. That And also that time, that time wants to happen. And that this was part of the plan. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I kind of liked that particular reveal, which is that, you know, one of the themes that's been going through the show, you know, for the 12 episodes so far is the concept of destiny, which is, you know, why this episode was titled Destiny. And one of the things that, you know, I, I've stated before I had a problem with was that every time they acted, it simply reinforced what they thought was going to happen, regardless of, of what they did. And, you know, I, I thought that was kind of, you know, a, a cheap cop out in terms of time travel. But to find out that the reason that was happening is that, the time masters were actually manipulating them or manipulating the outcome on the outside then that sort of you know explains what was going on and also really raised the stakes now because now that you've gotten rid of the time masters as ray said for the first time suddenly they really do have free will they are free actors to go back and uh, and do what they want and there will be consequences um which they thought was going to happen before but now they understand why it hasn't worked in the past so i i was actually quite pleased with that reveal yeah I, I agree i think uh it's pretty it's pretty sad for them because they felt like they chose to do this this was all for the good and they just learned that it's been it's been all a, a, a joke like you they had to go on this mission to fuck it up because <laughs> they kept fucking it up every time they went back in time and they tried to kill him he either got more powerful or nothing happened or they got in trouble and um that's pretty sucking and I love how it just it totally breaks down rip and I feel like we've uh, some of us have enjoyed him uh, most of us were kind of like eh, but then other episodes we did really like him he's a very complex character and uh, a little bit inconsistent in some of the stuff he does but I will say that the actor has pulled him off like tremendously I think he's fantastic and and when they send him back to his cell and he's just He's completely broken, man. Like, I don't... I think uh, it was already sad enough knowing that his uh, his family is not going to be saved. Like, that's our, that is set in stone. And then this. Like, it's like, okay, well, if I can't save my family, I can save the world. It's like, uh, no. We're not going to let you. Um, but I wanted to ask uh, really quickly, what did you guys think about uh, the Time Master's reasoning for wanting uh, Savage to take over the world and wanting to help him? Which was that eventually there was going to be an alien race called the Thanagarians. Uh, and they were going to come and I guess invade Earth. And they need Savage to pull everyone together and fight them. What would you guys think about that? I don't even know if the Thanagarians are... They're probably from the comic books and I don't even know. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I actually don't. It sounds familiar, but I'm not um, that, that in-depth. Actually, there is a bit of a reveal there in that uh, one version of Hawkman and Hawkwoman is that they are actually Thanagarians. Yes, um, that's yes, where I heard that's it. the planet Thanagar, 
um, they're, uh, and they're like police officers from Thanagar. So that may be more than just a, a name that they tossed off. They may be setting off something that, uh, that there may be some connection. Because there's always been two ways to portray Hawkman and Hawkgirl. One is that they are Thanagarians, or the other is that they are the resurrected Egyptians. Now what they could do is tie in the idea that, you know, maybe those uh, uh, red meteors uh, that started this could have been from Thanagar or something like that. And then that would be explained where the nth metal comes from. And so they may be tying it all together for next season if the Thanagarians turn out to be more than a red herring. That's true. Oh, God, if it's, if it's Thanagarians and they tie it in with the Hawk people, that means we get more Kendra. Which, by the way, I want to highlight, <laughs> she, she wasn't really in this episode, and I feel like that's why it was really good. Savage. <laughs> savage. Call me, Brittany, call me Brittany Savage. I'm just kidding. Horrible. <laughs> I know, that was really bad. But, but to go back to your original question you had asked for the Time Masters wanting to, I guess, quote-unquote, put Savage as their savior... I felt like it was a, a really cheap cop-out, and I feel like there could be more behind it, or really they just felt like there was no one else since he is an immortal. They needed him to do what he did, but it didn't make sense because even in the o- Oculus, they saw in the future they were still doomed. He never said he was the one to do it. He said he was their best chance to beat the Thanagarians. So that was kind of an interesting play on why they put all their chips, you know, for him rather than you know the superheroes at the time which i thought was pretty interesting wow i guess it makes sense only because they're aliens and it's like how do you deal with that and maybe an immortal can do it and he has powers and he's lived through time so he would know how to raise an army good enough to maybe face them but either way i think the time masters like i feel like they don't aside from rip and his love story i feel like they don't they don't show the the that the yeah, like they don't have that compassion or sympathy or empathy. Like they're they're very logical, and they're like, you know what? We need this immortal tyrant to uh, to save us, no matter how, what it takes to get there. And I mean, I guess in war, I guess you got to think that I don't know these guys are fucked up. I don't know, but I was just like, damn, savage. Like seriously, oh. and and rip too. Rips like really. Like you, there, there was no other options, and I'm pretty sure there probably was. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was, but it was really interesting. I liked it. This was all a big twist. I didn't see it coming, or maybe it's because I don't want to think too hard about this show because it, it's either gonna be really simple or we're gonna overanalyze and get a headache. So, um, it was pretty chill. But one of the other things that uh, Rip saw in the Oculus is Ray's death. How did you guys feel about that? Because I feel like we've talked about that, that uh, Ray was probably going to die in the finale or something. And now him and Kendra aren't really together. So, I mean, I mean, we know he doesn't die at the end of the episode, but did you guys feel like he was going to die because we saw it? And apparently after this whole episode was talking about how, well, what's going to happen is going to happen. I was so ready to be right. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm so pissed that I wasn't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Ray, you did not deserve Snart. <laughs> he's he's too good for you. It should have been you. <laughs> it, was, it, was Nick, it was Nick's fault, so don't blame Ray. 
It was yeah. Mick's fault. Because when I saw that, I was like, wow, they're actually going to kill off Mick. Which I could kind of see him finally justifying his life by doing something for someone else. And then when Snark came in, I was like, no, he's going to do it. And then he knocks out Mick because Snart is the hero he believes himself to be now after going through all of this and his confrontation oh. with Sarah. And he did it. I was like, oh, that, that, that's the one thing that caught me completely off guard this entire season. Legitimately, I was like, I cannot believe it was him. Go kill Kendra. I don't know. It. it was <laughs> like an over-enthusiastic pay-it-forward initiative. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. But also, I was like, kind of excited for Ray to die. That sounds terrible. But, <laughs> but, but I was kind of excited And then it didn't happen and, and well, fucking overexcited pay it forward but, initiative. We're all paying the price now. Yeah. But you have to admit though, that was an honestly a very good scene overall. I it enjoyed was, it. It was it, a really good scene. But like, why couldn't they have like frozen or burned the... What is it? The Oculus? The the handle, the handle thing, the self-destruct thing, whatever. Yes, that's failsafe. That's what they called it, the failsafe. Yeah. Well, if you notice, Captain Cold's gun never really froze anybody, so it kind of made sense why he couldn't do it then. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about what leads up to that. Cause that that is the the very end of the of the episode, but that's fine. We can totally talk about the other subplots eventually, but. Um, that is the big thing. I was gonna leave it for last, but I really don't think we can because I no. that that upset us all, to be honest. And uh, I feel like the writers fucking trolled us because they we had Ray dying, and we're like, yeah. And then like slowly, all the, the people coming <laughs> after him were like, no, no, no. Like it was just like it was just really fucking bad. So um, you got it right the first time. I know exactly. So <laughs> what's going on is uh, basically what is it, Martin? Rip and Kendra and Ray, they're all captured. Kendra ends up going with Savage, but the last three are there and, you know, Rip's like, oh, we there's nothing, there's no hope, there's nothing. And, you know, Ray, of course, Ray of Sunshine. Ah, see what I did there? Um, he's like, <laughs> guys, you need hope. You're giving up. You're a bunch of quitters. You know, as long as Sarah and Snart are out there, they're going to come save us. And Sarah and Snart have their own little thing going on. You know, Snart's kind of like, you know what? I just want to leave. They're all probably going to be dead. He even pulls the gun on Sarah. I knew he wasn't going to shoot her, but it was just... I liked seeing that. I liked that tension. You know, that I don't know. God, I, you know, we talked about this, guys. We talked about how we like the chemistry between Captain um, Cold and Canary. And we like them as friends. As, like, flirty friends. And even if they ever went that way of romance, we'd be okay with it. Like, oh, we had so many options, and we were going to be okay with either of them. Um, I'd be more than okay with it. Yeah, we were all, like, saying... Hey, I said it from, like, the beginning from the, this entire season. They would be together in some way. Yeah. Well, you excuse know, you, I, Michael. You know what? I, did, I never thought they were going to go that way, because they... In the sense that they were hinting more for, for Sarah to just go with the way of women, which I didn't care, you know, either way. But if they did go this way with Snar, I was like, fuck yeah, like... I'm on board, like, choo-choo, motherfuckers. Like, I am on the Captain Canary uh, hype train. Like, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> and um, basically, you know, the, the two of them are bickering about what to do. And Snart's like, I want to get out of here. Let's go. And Sarah's like, no, we're going to save our friends. So Snart gives in again. 
and uh, they they get Gideon working, and uh, they they go and break out everybody. But I like that they had a plan to deal with the other Time Master ships. Um, they put in like a little explosive, or not an explosive, but uh, something to you know mess up with uh, their person talking in the ship. See, I'm really bad with technical terms, but yeah, like their own Gideons, like to just malfunction those. And it was into a song. What? Godfrey. Was this Godfrey? I don't know. Well, what is a Godfrey? Then every ship has a different. Yeah, they have their own Gideon, like guy or girl or feminine voice, you know, whatever. Yeah, I I think Godfrey was its name. Okay. Yeah. Well, for the one that they kept showing that was singing, but all of them were messing up and I really that was really awesome um, once again I think it proves that Snart and Sarah are actually quite you know smart they are very very smart and I'm so sad sometimes when people don't listen to them especially Snart on this team because he knows what he's talking about so um, they do that they break them out um, they get the team back together and uh, basically we're just gonna go we're, they get to the oculus uh, and they're fighting off people. Ray's trying to, you know, find a way to destroy it. Uh, and it comes down to that someone has to stay there. Rip's, like, getting triggers. No, Ray, this is how you die. And Ray's like, I'm ready. Then Mick, um, is like, no, I'm gonna do this. He knocks him out. And I like it because we had, like, maybe one or two scenes with Mick and Ray. And they had a weird bonding thing. And I like it because <laughs> Mick's always talking smack to, uh, to Ray. Um, and they bond over cupcakes, which is adorable. But, you know, I think you mostly bond with people in real life over food. I think food does really bring people together. As long as you like the same stuff most of the time. Um, so Mick knocks him out. Snart hears about this. And he's like, fuck no, my partner. And I'm like, damn, because Snart and Mick are just, oh, They're probably my favorite romantic couple. No, I'm just kidding. My favorite bro TP. Um, and Snart just steps it up. Uh, and he he's gonna sacrifice himself. And also, I, I wanted to point out that he was kind of flirting with Sarah earlier. He comes to play cards with her, and also kind of hints that he wants a kiss from her. And she's kind of like, "Well, you're gonna have to be a hero to earn that." And uh, at that you're moment, be a better thief be a, than that yeah. to steal a kiss from me. Oh, yeah, so there good. you go. It was so good. And I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "No, no, writers, you're not going that way." Oh my god. I was like, I- I was like, I called it. (laughs) I'm so happy, though. I'm like, I am so happy they did. And that kiss was a million times more epic than anything we got with Kendra and Ray. Like, holy shit. This is how you do a relationship. You either give us something or give us a little bit and then, like, give it entirely to us. And, oh, my God, that was amazing. How would you feel about that, Ash? I was screaming. Oh. Me too. I was like, oh, my God. I am... I'm so proud of how the show has represented Sarah as a bisexual, mm-hmm. most importantly. And two, I ship them so hard now. It, it's been like a slow burn this whole season. Like, oh, okay, like this this could be fun. Like the sexual tension is getting to me. But like, no. There were tears in my eyes at the end of the episode because of the ship. I'm done. I can't do this. I did once upon a time with this shit. I can't do this. No, they have to both be alive. Yeah, no, I I think we have a history of our uh, of our favorite romantic couples, one of them getting killed off. So that's great. 
That's fantastic. But is everyone here like okay with Captain Canary? Did did you guys like that? Are you rooting for them? Um, did you like it, or you're kind of like, eh, whatever, you know? I I liked it. I thought it was awesome. I liked the fact that all season, for the most season, maybe not the whole entire, but there was a lot of parts throughout the season where they hinted, they played with it, they mm -hmm. flirted, they respected each other, they understood where they came from. And then as soon as they hinted the whole like, oh, you know, you're going to be a better thief than that in order to steal a kiss from me. And at the end, when he was going to kill, sacrifice himself, I'm like, oh, she better do it. And she goes up and gives him that kiss. It worked really well. It was awesome. It was great. It was a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> you know, so it, it was really, really good representation of two characters that have been, had a long journey of kind of being by themselves and just trying to find themselves and eventually, hopefully, be with someone. And it was, it was good overall the way they had them in that last moment in the last hours of Captain Cold. I feel, I, yeah. I feel like it was, like, a little cliche, but, like, good. Like, I feel like Snart's development has been probably the best of this entire show. Like, criminal to hero. Like, it was always in him, but it took all this entire journey for, it, for him to get there. And I love that it wasn't well, it was to save his team, but it was also because Mick was the first one, you know, up to bat. And he's like, I'm not going to let Mick do this. And I, I love it. It's just, it's amazing. But it's also so sad because you're like, damn, he's gone. But in my experience with time, you know, shows or, you know, just time in general, I feel like he's stuck somewhere. I don't feel like he's dead. And that's just my thing. Without reading spoilers, without anything, that's what I feel like it, it is because uh, because from what I understood where they were that was the present right like th that's the only place that that time or I'm sorry not present but that time doesn't um it's unaffected by time yeah it's there the you go point that can't be seen technically like within the oculus which is why anything that they do within the vanishing point is not seen by the oculus so yeah. that's technically why they never saw their own destruction because they couldn't see it because that's where it would have happened Exactly. So, <laughs> my I feel like he's he's okay. He's like maybe transported somewhere or just stuck somewhere. Um, and I hope that's the case because, to be honest, if we get this kiss and we don't even see that payoff, uh, like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't, you know, I I'm gonna be really sad. And if it if they continue this team without Snart, they're gonna lose charm about like this entire team. Because I, I think a lot of the majority of the fans look forward to Snart. Um, if anyone brought you to, to watching the show, it was probably Snart. Me, it was Sarah. Because uh, I, I, I love Sarah a lot. And Snart, I, I loved him too. But I didn't know about him as much or really care until they gave it to me. And I was like, damn. And then Mick without Snart, it's like, who's going to be a sidekick, Ray? Well, okay. Since you bring up that point... I feel like they're almost setting that up only because I felt they had really good moments, you know, here and there throughout the season. And in this true. episode specifically, they had really good passionate moments and where they could get to a point how they're very opposite people and what they do, how they're raised, how they live. But they connected on a team area towards like, I understand you and I respect you and vice versa. And I love 
I guess you can say the emotional humanity heart. It shows Mick because Ray knows I'm going to die. And when he does that whole fail safe and he needs to be there, Ray's like, you know what? I accept it. That was my whole point of coming here. I'm going to do it. And I felt like Mick knew he would say that, knew he would do it. And he found even more respect that, man, this guy knows he's going to die. And he's still going to stand here and do it. And I felt like he was thinking, well, let me do something about this kid that's done nothing but be selfless. And then he tries to, you know, be the hero for Ray, which I thought was pretty awesome. Because I've never, it shows that he has heart, but when he was willing to kill himself, instead sacrifice himself for Ray. I thought that was just an awesome moment for Mick. And I love the fact that he's gone through so much hell. He's even smarter now. And the fact that he's able to fight off the whole mind, you know, garbage thing to mess with him again. He was able to fight that off twice. I feel like he's becoming a very good character, not necessarily needing Snart as much as he used to before. Snart is no longer a handicap. Not that they ever were, but as in, in a sense, now I could see him individually. Before, I could only see him with Captain Cold. Now, I could see him standing on his own. Yeah. I agree, and the, the, I was uh, actually going to jump into that, because uh, Mick has a little bit of his own scenes, basically from the beginning of the episode, where they take him out to recondition him as Kronos. And uh, to be honest, I wasn't scared for him at all. I didn't feel like they were going to turn him. You know, that would have been another weak plot to have uh, Kronos after them, as well as the Time Masters. And I wanted to give more credit to Mick, because I feel like since this is the, the Mick that's been through everything, the Kronos and the, the betrayal and then coming back, I feel like Mick is smarter than that. And um, he knows how the conditioning works. So I felt like he outsmarted the Time Masters so well. Um, and he was able to, uh, to get revenge. I, he stepped on that guy's face. He literally crushed that guy's face. I was like, damn, Mick, you're so fucking metal. Like, damn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because, uh, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to kill. And I'm like, kill this guy. He fucking tortured you, conditioned you, you know, like, do it. And he did it again. And he, and he was begging for his life. Like, nah, you kill that guy. That way he won't do it again to anyone else. Um, and, it was, I, and I think it was more for Mick anyway. You know, to just have that, that small revenge. Um, but I like that he said the first time it was he focused on his hatred for the team. And then this time he focused on uh, the love for his team. I mean, he didn't say love, but, you know, it's there. He feels it. Um, how did you guys feel about that? I think that's a, um, a basically a summary of who Mick has become in this entire season one, basically. Do you guys like love that? Do you, I mean, we all talked about it. we like Mick, so I'm pretty sure it's Jerry. My, Michael's already like, yeah, I love this guy. This guy's my well, I don't know if he's your number one. He's my homeboy. If Star's not there, it's Mick. It's Mick. Okay, that's how you're. Okay. What about you, Professor X? What do you think about Mick? Uh, I liked it. I really liked uh, the idea that you know that was his motivation uh, to do it. And like you, I, I wasn't you know fearful for him at all. I knew he was gonna break free and. Uh, uh, and I thought they handled that well. And yeah, giving him that motivation and, and, you know, again, that sense of character development, which, again, you look at, uh, I think you can see it in, in most of the characters that they have had arcs, maybe Sarah least of all. I mean, she's grown in terms of maturity uh, and leadership skills. But, you know, uh, Kendra has matured. Uh, Ray has matured. Uh, Snart and, uh, and Mick obviously went through, uh, you know, massive character changes. 
the only thing I wasn't, you know, and just in terms of character development and that uh, scene, you know, it, it made sense for Ray to want to sacrifice himself because he's a hero. Um, it made sense for Mick to sacrifice himself because he was saving Ray, and also he had the uh, the revenge factor uh, against uh, the the Time Masters. It made the least sense uh, for uh, Captain Cold to do it because you know he was the one with the least. I guess you can argue that it's his arc of becoming a hero and, and choosing to save the team. But I thought it would have probably made more sense if it was Rory who had come to realize his devotion to the team. One thing that I found a little odd about it was you had Ray going, I'll kill myself to save the world, and uh, Mick going, I'll kill myself to save the world, and Captain Cole going, I'll say kill, say kill myself to save the world, and, and and Rick never said a word, you know? Rick just <laughs> kept his mouth shut, picked up the atom, okay, I'll go. You, you would have kind of expected Rick to go, no, no, I'm the captain, I'll do this. He never even said it, which I found a little odd. I guess maybe because their war isn't over and they need him to for stuff, but I do like, but the, but I feel like it's more of a selfish thing than it is a selfless thing or like thinking about the team. Like the team needs me. It was more like, well, I really don't want that. So. And also, Rip at that point still held out hope that you know he might be able to save his wife and son. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So like, let's. Uh, well, I don't want to talk about that yet. Let's get over Jefferson first. So um. He's basically absent almost most of the episode until like maybe the last 10 minutes um, with the team. We see him go back in time in 2016 and he enlists in the help of uh, 2016 Martin, who apparently we find is still as arrogant as ever, um, a know-it-all, and asks too many questions. Uh, How do you guys feel about all the Jefferson scenes? I, I want to say... And maybe this is just me or you guys will agree with me that all of those scenes and then Jefferson returning back to where everyone is. I feel like because he went back in time and talked to Martin, I feel like that's why Martin roofied Jefferson in the first place <laughs> after you, you meeting see, that. So I, w- I would agree with you, but at some, I, f- I still feel like that's where I have an issue. I have a small issue. It could be one of two things. One, Martin knew the entire season what had happened as in a past jefferson came to see him because the future was in trouble or it was just a really again issue of the whole timeline when does it affect at what time at one point you know but other than that that's my only issue either he knew the whole time or the writers were like "Eh, we're just never gonna really explain it i feel like other than that though i felt like the jefferson scenes were done really well i love that interaction with the future, I guess you can say the future Jefferson going to back into the present time with the Martin that hadn't left yet. That was an awesome scene because I felt like he had to believe him because of how much he knew and how his demeanor was towards him. I, I thought it was a really good scene between them. Yeah, I agree. And I, I guess I never thought of it that way, that how you were explaining that more than likely Martin already knew. So he had to do that. And if it's true, then... I guess just time wants to happen. I mean, sometimes, like I said, I try not to think too hard because it will break my brain. And I just got out of my semester right now, of my spring semester, and I don't want to think that hard anymore. So you can do it for me, Michael, and then you can break it down for us, you know, <laughs> So because uh, I just, I can't. So, um, so, yeah, that was my theory anyway, because I felt like after all of that time they spent together, it would make sense why Martin 
was I mean we all thought it was funny in the pilot we're like damn Martin's so fucking metal he's roofing fucking one of the members like that's fucking funny and then we're like oh that's why you did it I mean it's still funny where you're like oh okay that makes a little more sense why it wasn't just because he wanted to go and explore time travel but it was also because eventually he was going like they were gonna need them they were gonna need firestorm so that was pretty cool um and lastly, we had a little bit of Kendra, which we can all agree she's not our favorite. Even though she's improved a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but Savage took her so they could go to uh, 2166. Uh, and I guess, uh, apparently, conveniently, he's going there to go and kill Rip's family. Um, did you guys ever feel like maybe this was the one time that uh, maybe Kendra was going to like get out of those binds and stop him and save Rip's family or that somehow they were going to save Rip's family or did you already like accept that okay well Rip's family going to die and that was it like uh, I've been holding out for Rip to save his family since like the first episode so I was uh, I was quite disappointed because uh-huh. it felt there was a, a sense of finality to this one that this you know there, there's you know no changing it at this point that you know any chances they had are gone which means that Rip's family's gone so yeah I, I definitely had that sense of uh uh, uh, of regret at that. It was this scene that brought up an idea to me that the time wants to happen, and obviously time has been happening for Hunter's family this entire time, but is are they going to do a parallel with Ray and Hunter's family now that Ray was supposed to die, and now he didn't? Is it still, like, final destination for him? Is he still being, like, chased by the Grim Reaper? Is he going to be the next one to die? The, the only thing I could say to that, in my opinion, is the fact that since it happened in the vanishing point, and anything could happen, happened. And with the case with uh, Rip's family, it, I, I felt sad and I and I liked it only because it was a full circle. We saw this in what episode two or three of the season of that scene where a child and a woman die, and this is the identical scene that happens. And it almost looks looked like that no matter what, he cannot save them. And as sad as it may seem, he needs to accept the fact because they probably play a big role of them having to die in order for the future to have a chance. That's just the way I read it. All right, it's we can come up with so many theories here because I don't even I don't even know if we want to jump into that. But um, I will say that when Kendra was screaming for Savage not to kill the family, I thought that was pretty heart wrenching. I was like, oof, that was pretty good acting. Which you know, a credit to her because I don't think she's a great actress. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I got um, like a little bit of goosebumps. Just yeah, there was like, like half my arm when she called him half set. Yeah, and I feel like it's almost the same like as what we had with uh, Rip that in that episode where they get captured and Rip or I think that was just last episode they got captured and uh, at the very end Rip is screaming because he just got betrayed by the Time Masters and so I was like, damn, that's really good emotion. And uh, I love how how Kendra just looks. She looks very defeated. Um, or maybe the Time Masters lied. Maybe uh, Savage wanted to kill his family just to get revenge on all the other times that Rip always attacked him. That's and maybe true. that's why he, they still died regardless, because that wasn't time manipulation. That was something he decided to do on his own. Maybe. 
I don't know. I feel like the Time Masters are cruel enough to, to do that. I feel like Savage Savage looks like a guy that he looks like he he didn't he he ain't got time for you. He's got to go and sabotage <laughs> the world, like you you know. And, and I mean, I feel like Rip was in his face a lot, um, and he did make it seem like he enjoyed killing his family or whatever. And I he did at the very end there with Kendrick was like, well, it's already set in stone, so I'm just gonna go kill him, whatever. But so we had that Ken just scream like, oh my god, like you're gonna kill Rip's family, don't do it, Savage. He comes back, he learns that the Time Masters are gone, and Kendra does this really creepy ass laugh. It was so good. Yeah. Was so, I was so proud of her. Yeah, what you guys how'd you guys feel about that? And Savage is kinda like, well, it doesn't even matter. I still I'm still in control of everything. How'd you guys feel about that? That's like basically the end of the episode as we lead into the finale. I think everybody was Kendra at that point because everyone just like, you <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's about time, isn't it? Yeah, I love it, right? That only a couple of superheroes, a couple of people came and they, they ruined everything. So, I mean, th th this is a really good setup because that means we're at the finale and there can be a brawl, there can be a fight, and we have uh, the potential to win. But Savage seems like he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Um, I mean, it seems pretty good. I mean, at this point, guys, you can come up with some predictions. You can come up, um, with anything that you guys want, some theories. Uh, I, I was reading one that people were talking about the Thanagarians, like, uh, X was, uh, explaining to us earlier, uh, that maybe Kendra and Carter are from there. Um, but their memories are erased and they were put in, you know, I don't know. There, there's a really big theory about that and that maybe Kendra's been working for them all along. And I'm like, I don't know, man. She was just a barista, like, three months ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that actually comes uh, from uh, one of the, I think, the Justice League animated series. Uh, yeah. Where it turns out that uh, Hawkgirl was an undercover mole working for the Thanagarians to uh, help yeah. them take over Earth. Exactly. That is where I heard it from. There you go. DC. I mean, it would make sense, too, because if you go back to the whole Egyptian thing, some of the crazy hypothesis theories about the Egyptian gods, quote-unquote, were aliens. So that would kind of make sense that they want to do that with Kendra and Carter. But I personally hope, after reading different things online and the reviews and what they want to do for season two, I hope they get rid of these two because I feel like... If you kind of keep them, it kind of reminds you of the whole plot for the whole season with Kendra and Carter. So I just hope they get rid of them because I don't see them for going any further as characters. But you never know. But I, I don't want to see them in season two. I hope they somehow decide, you know, we're going to go live somewhere else. Or if they come back later. I just, I don't like them to. I've never liked them to. I feel like they hold everyone else back. And, you know... And since I said earlier, I think in the last couple of podcasts that there are going to be for sure two new heroes joining the team next season. I hope it replaces these two, but we'll see. Oh yeah, I totally no. agree with them holding that back. And you know, there's always the possibility that to kill Savage, they need to sacrifice themselves. Yeah, that's always been a, a theory, right? That uh, that you guys were throwing out there, and probably some fans were too. That somebody's gonna die and it's probably gonna be like they're probably there's probably gonna be some kind That's of snark no that no, there's gonna <laughs> be some some kind of connection like okay yes only the hawk can kill him but also while they kill him they die too that would make so, sense ending the cycle so to speak yeah like 
Like, nobody gets out. It's not a win-win. It's like a, a bittersweet thing. Like, yes, we killed Savage, but you have to die. But in our case, it's pretty sweet because we don't like Kendra, so... <laughs> or it might be that not that they necessarily die in the process of killing Savage, but perhaps that's what ends their cycle of, um, uh, of rebirth. Of yeah. reincarnation. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, so maybe with that, they ha- that now we'll have like one life to live out, and then that's it. Yeah, and then they can't go on, on the trip anymore because uh, we're not going to get reincarnated. If we die, we die. So, oh, that'd be nice. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> a a, a, a good, good excuse. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. So, with that, guys, is there anything you want to you wanna add? You want to, you know, make some bets or anything? I, I don't mean Professor X like making some bets. And then, uh, I, I, I like still your name. <laughs> Rip, I, I still feel like Rip's gonna die. That's just my thing. Like I said, I think last pos- podcast, two podcasts ago, I think Rip is going to die. Okay, that's a that's very bold. That's a bold move. That comes from the keeper of the spoilers, and so I wouldn't want to challenge him. But I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't come out. Of us. It doesn't come out. Yeah, of you spoilers. say that. My, you're a spoiler. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that when you say spoilers. But no, I have to agree with Professor X. I don't think that he's gonna die, um, only because they haven't given us a reason to to believe that this team can go without him. Especially if this is gonna continue to be a time traveling thing. I don't know well, where they're gonna get unless unless because they've been hinting that Sarah can yes, that, the way yeah, writer. Yeah, since they've been doing it. okay, okay. I talked about it, Professor X last week. I felt really strong the fact that they've given her more control of the ship. Even this past episode when she was guiding it and talking to Gideon, she yeah. had control once again. It's like, what, episode number three with her mm-hmm. being in control of the Wave Rider? That's why it just further strengthens that point for me that Rip... Okay, maybe he may not die, but I feel like he's going somewhere. Either they oh, save okay. the family and he decides, you know what, I need to live my life with my family. You guys can keep the Wave Rider. Yeah, you know, he that even says it. He even says it about Sarah. He's like, you've proved yourself more than worthy to drive the Rave Rider. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, I, I'm not going to totally take off the, his death, but I do want to say that his main plot of this entire is the re- of this entire series is the reason why we're here. Like his family dying is his is his one um, motivation to be on this journey. And if they're gonna end up just dying because he can't save them, then uh, I don't know what he has what he has back home to go to. You see what I mean? Like if his if his family does survive, maybe he can be like, it's time to be with my family. Or they'll be cliche, and his 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 wife will be like. But your destiny is greater than us. Go, my love, or something like that, you know. But um, there's a lot of options. Um, but I it seems so. like his his family's gonna stay dead, though. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I definitely had that feeling after this episode. I think it'll depend on like next episode is crucial because I think they're going to use that to set up whatever the plot for season two is going to be. Uh-huh. You know, they're going to have to have some sort of or, or either it's going to be time is unraveling or they accept the idea that Thanagarians are coming in in whatever year. Um, so you know they're going to have to have some unifying reason to stick together as a team. Um, and depending on what the nature of that unifying mission is, I think that will determine you know, what happens to Rip. Because I, I kind of like Rip, but yeah, I mean, if there's no longer Time Masters, if all you need is the ship, uh, you really don't need Rip if uh, if Sarah can pilot it, so he's kind of dead weight, you know, uh, cool gun notwithstanding. Yeah. I agree, but I feel like he has connections 
throughout the timeline and he know he's he's so knowledgeable about the time stream and all that stuff that I feel like we would need him here. Kinda like how we need Martin Stein for the scientist stuff and the and the knowledge, you know, like he's not that he's dead weight because he's a part of Firestorm, but that's like what he contributes to the team. And Rip contributes something that the that the team doesn't really understand yet. Like yes, they've been through it for one entire season, but that doesn't mean they're masters of time, huh? See what I did there? They just they've been through it. So maybe he'll still be there or they'll call him. Be like, hey Rip, we kinda need your help, you know, so make a cameo or something, but I don't know, I feel like he's still a main guy, but, and that's why I feel like they took off Snart, and I'm pretty sure someone's gonna die in the, in the finale, and not to say that Snart's dead forever, but, um, if they're gonna, if we're gonna add two more people, like you were saying, spoilers, you know, um, then I don't, I don't know, it's hard to well, say. Well, it's kind of cool, again, because you guys weren't here for the, for last week's, just to recap on the, one of the spoilers, was the fact that, what I like, they're gonna treat season two as a completely different season they're treating season one of i mean episode one of season two as a new pilot to kind of redo this series to go in a different direction and they kind of want to they they the creator and the executive producers um interviewed and spoke how they're gonna basically not start from scratch what they want to do what they did good in this season and build off of that and not be so tied down to this plot I don't know if you guys have seen Parks and Rec, but it reminds me of that, of season one, Parks and Rec is completely different from the other seasons when they went on the season two and so forth. So that's kind of a positive to where I can see them getting rid of Rip because, yes, it's because he knows the timeline where it's kind of cheating as to where if you get rid of him, you can go a completely new direction with a new team because they don't know the time as well. So they're learning in the process. You know what, just, let's just jump into spoilers so you can just <laughs> tell us everything and, you know, that way you don't have to be careful. You can just say what you need to say. So go ahead, Michael. Well, there's only one huge spoiler, but there really isn't too much. But this is an official spoiler section. So join me as we dive into some spoilers for the upcoming episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But first... Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash PCR Time Masters. Ratings for Legends of Tomorrow was viewed by 1.8 million total viewers, which is thankfully up from the previous episodes. The season finale will be called Legendary. The final battle, after the numerous sacrifices the team has made since the beginning of this ride, Rip decides that it is time that they each decide their own destiny, and returns all of them to the central city a few months after they first left. Return to their normal lives, each team member must individually decide if they're willing to sacrifice everything in order to save the world. Meanwhile, Sarah visits with her father who delivers some heartbreaking news about her sister. The next, the biggest spoiler we've been talking and leading to for the entire podcast is from ComingSoon.net and also from DC. Uh, w, excuse me, CW themselves as well. Where they report that Wentworth Miller, aka Captain Cold, will no longer be a series regular on DC's Legends of Tomorrow, starting with the show's <laughs> second season. But, but, 
he will fluctuate between all of the CWDC shows as Leonard Snart, Captain Cold. He is the first to ever have a contract as a character to appear who will be appearing on Arrow, Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and possibly the newly acquired Supergirl. Here are some quotes from the executive producer Greg Berlanti. We always knew that he wouldn't be a permanent member of the Wave Rider. We also knew we loved him on the show and all the shows, Flash as well. He won't be part of the team of legends on board the Wave Rider next year, but he will have a very active role on the show. The new deal with Warner Brothers TV is the first of an actor to play one character across multiple shows, but it may not be the last. In success, we hope to continue with other characters finding their way across all the shows. Further teasing the second season for DC's Legend of Tomorrow, Berlanti continues. There is an anthology element to Legends. Every year for this show, this show's people should expect a new adventure. There will be new teammates, a new big bad. Mixing and matching is part of the fun of this show. So guys, there it is. All the spoilers I have. So for you Captain Cold lovers out there, he is not gone. Officially not gone. Yes. What about the Captain Canary shipper? I guess that was our big moment, Ash. Just that one kiss. Lies. Lies. I'm not well, <laughs> Real quickly, it'd also be interesting the fact that one, he'll be coming out in Arrow now as a you know character Flash. And as well as yeah. the Legend of Tomorrow, but what's pretty cool is that CW officially required acquired Supergirl. Now we already had the whole Flash crossover. I know I'm going into something else, but it'd be interesting to see her somehow come out on Legends of Tomorrow in some way, shape, or form. It'd be kind of a cool team up, but that's way into the future. Yeah, no, I mean we can talk about that here in the spoiler section because it's not over. But yeah, no, this is some good news, guys. At least we, I think we all. I don't know if you guys had the feeling that. Captain Cold was not going to die or permanently be gone, but I am sad that he's not a regular because I look forward to him quite a bit. So this does kind of make me go, uh, season two, uh, especially if we're gonna get more Ray. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with him not being a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow because. If we get him spread out between all three shows, I might actually continue to watch Arrow. Oh, there you go. All right, equal then. Amount? That's true. You know what? All right, well, it would be cool to see him interact with everyone else since we've seen how far he's come. But all right, then, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for those beautiful spoilers. All right. So join us next time for a brand new installment of Time Masters. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Time Masters and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash PCR Time Masters. Also, like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? 
email talent at poppychularadio.com. All right, co-hosts, wish listeners a good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Time Masters. Good night. (laughs) 